This is a Federal News Network podcast. Modern military helmets use the latest designs and materials to protect service members from ballistic and blunt impact. But when it comes to potentially deadly shockwaves, helmet designs from a century ago might be more effective. That's according to researchers at Duke University's engineering school. Here with what they found, a researcher from the biomedical engineering lab, Joost Optende. Good to have you on the show. Great to be here. Thank you. Tell us about what you found out. You subject helmets to shockwaves. Tell us how this experiment was set up and what you were trying to get after here. Neither modern helmets nor the historical ones have really been designed to protect against shockwaves. So their design is focused on protecting against bullets and against blunt impacts, and and they are quite effective at that. It's just that we don't really know all that well how they would perform against shockwaves. So to kind of take a step back and look at the the big picture to see if helmets are good at all at protecting against shockwaves, we we were kind of thinking out of the box and trying to go more extreme, and we'd be like, what if we use these helmets from a very long time ago and, and compare those and see what the difference in protection is? And so we were very surprised to find that the modern helmet was essentially not better than any of the historical helmets that protecting against, specifically the shockwaves resulting from an explosion. And of course, these shockwaves uh, in, can produce brain injury just as surely as anything else penetrating the helmet, correct? Yes. So for, for penetration, anything with penetration, I really want to stress that the modern helmet is so much better than anything we've had in the past. Uh, we were specifically looking at the, the disturbance in the air, the shock caused by an explosion, and that can certainly cause brain injuries. All right. And which helmets did you use to test this theory? So we used the the modern helmet used by the U.S. Army, the Advanced Combat Helmet. And then we used three different steel helmets from World War One. We used a French design, a British design, and a German design. How did you subject them to the shockwave? So we have a, we have a shock tube, which is a, a very large 30 centimeters in diameter tube, which we pump helium gas into. And then there's a membrane that bursts when a certain pressure is reached, and then that releases a shockwave similar to a shockwave that would be released when an explosion occurs. You aim this right straight down on the different helmets. Yes, so we had a uh, a dummy head, much like a a car crash dummy, that we put the helmets on top of the head, and then we placed that at the end of the tube, and then the shockwave would hit them in the head with with the helmets on top, and then we would record the, the different pressures to to measure how well they deflect the shockwave or, or attenuate the, the sharp pressures, which is really what would cause the injury. And what did you find specifically? One of the very surprising results we found is that one of the helmets, the, a French helmet from World War I, protected better at the top of the head than the other helmets, the modern and the historical ones. So that was very surprising to us since the the new helmets are so much better at protecting against all of these other potential injury-causing mechanics. But for shockwaves, it seems that they're not really any better than the historical ones. And in some situations, there might be some improvements even that that could be made. Now, that French one you tested is kind of just a half a sphere pot that has a little ridge going from the front to back over the middle and just a flared brim. You know, you've seen this in a million movies. What do you think the qualities of that helmet were that made it able to withstand the shockwave so much better? So specifically, because we were looking at a kind of an overhead blast coming from, from the top of the head, we think that crest might have played an important role in uh, in providing that protection, kind of deflecting the wave off to the sides. That longitudinal ridge, you mean? 
Yeah, yeah, the crest, the ridge on the top of the head. Because we we saw in the other helmets, the other historical helmets kind of had a flat, more like a flat rounded top, much like the modern one does. And we saw comparable results for those historical helmets and, and the modern helmet, not really any of them outperforming the other ones. Sure. We are speaking with Joost Optende. He's a PhD candidate at the Duke University School of Engineering. And what do you think are the implications of this? I think... One of the implications is that uh, there definitely could be some improvements in future designs, whether it would be through some some kind of surface manipulation. I'm, I'm not saying a crest might be the, the most ideal design, but, but clearly some altering of, of the surface geometry might have some effect. And or there could be some uh, material choices that could be made to predict against blast. Yeah, because the old one was steel, but it had that ridge or that crest, maybe some ribbing along the helmets of the modern materials might make him more optimized for everything, do you think? That might still uh, need to be studied further. So I don't have a specific design that I would say this will for sure work better. But yeah, any kind of change to the to the surface geometry will certainly have an effect in how it interacts with shockwaves. And what will you do with these findings? Will you share them with the Army or the armed forces? Yeah, they're, they're certainly aware of our results. In, in any new helmet design, they, uh, they use a lot of computer simulations of, of shockwaves to, to look at, at how they would perform under different blast scenarios. So uh, I'm certain that they will take uh, these findings into consideration. I was thinking this particular experiment that you did was straight down on top as if a shell blew off or exploded overhead. But what happens to that same helmet with the crest, the 1918 version, if the blast was from the side? Probably wouldn't do that much, would it? I don't think the crest would really contribute to the effects if the blast was from the side. If the blast is from the side, I think it matters more kind of how deep the helmet sits over over the ears and the neck. And this specific the french helmet actually didn't sit very deep at all like the ears were were partly exposed so in that scenario i think probably the advanced combat helmet might outperform that helmet but then some of the other historical helmets might perform better for example the german helmet kind of had a the, the brim go down all the way into the neck area. So so that might be better from the back or from the side. And finally, you found that composite materials or a mixture of materials layered seems to be the way to go for most protection functions, correct? Yeah, so the, the modern helmet already has kind of a layered structure. But from a material standpoint, the way a shockwave is deflected is that every time it reaches a new material interface, a certain portion of the wave is reflected. So if you have a lot of different interfaces back to back, each of those would create a reflection and potentially that way you could deflect more of the incoming wave. So that might be uh, one of the contributing effects that helps the the modern helmet in in the blast protection. It might be that it has a layered structure with different materials. And finally, I think it's interesting that this was funded, some of this research, by an association that goes back to World War I between the United States and Belgium. When I came to Duke from Belgium, part of my, my master's research was, was funded by an organization that was set up during the First World War to provide hunger relief in Belgium. Because of the war, there was a lot of famine, and an organization from the U.S. funded some of the hunger relief in Belgium 
after the war was over, they said, we still have this fund. What are we going to do? Is the money just going back? Uh, and then they decided to set up an educational foundation. And then 100 years later, through that foundation, I was able to uh, to come study uh, here in the U.S. Uh, so that, yeah, that was very interesting uh, coincidence there. So a nice echo over that century that has passed. Yost Uptende is a Ph.D. candidate at the Duke University School of Engineering. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you very much. We'll post this interview along with a link to more information at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. Helping your employees learn new cloud skills helps your business become more agile, more resilient, and more secure. Not helping employees learn new cloud skills causes your business to become less agile, less resilient, less secure, less innovative, less profitable, and, well, ultimately less of a business. Don't become less of a business. Try Pluralsight and get your employees everything they need to learn new cloud skills. Learn more at Pluralsight.com vision. <coughs> Cough and cold season is here. Introducing Ricola Max Throat Care, Ricola's most powerful drop yet. It's the best of Swiss nature wrapped around a powerful liquid menthol center for maximum relief from your worst cough and sore throat. Maximum nature for maximum relief. Try the new Ricola Max now, available in the cold and cough aisle. Ricola. It's in our nature. <laughs> 